Welcome to the podcast of First Baptist Church, Black Mountain, North Carolina. In the beautiful mountains of western North Carolina, just east of Asheville, our pastor, Dr. T. David Phillips, thanks you for visiting our podcast today. We welcome you to a place for you. In this podcast, we will examine the special calling and place Christ has for you. You are welcomed. There is a place for you. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been there, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come with her weeping also, he was deeply moved and troubled in spirit. Where have they laid him? He asked. Come and see, they said. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor, for he's been there four days. Then Jesus said, Did I not tell you, if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out! The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, Take off the grave clothes and let him go. If you're not careful, even this day, as you hear those words, this, this service can take the feel and it can have the feel of a funeral. But there could not be anything farther from the truth. I want you to listen. I want you to listen closely and, and hear the ways that our Lord will go to overcome the separation of sin and death. I don't know why it is, but we seem to have trouble with saying someone has died. We will say they have passed away. They have went to be with the Lord. They've gone to a better place. They have died. Maybe it's the sound of so, the finality of the sound, of knowing that they have ceased to exist. 
and they live no more, and yet they are very much alive. Where do we get this idea of, of it being so final? Well, I, I, I look in Scripture, and, and in the Old Testament, Sheol was, was this place. It, it was not so much as punishment, but it was a holding place. And everyone who died went there, good and bad, not really judgment at this point. I read on, and we read in Daniel 12. Daniel 12 gets so close to New Testament theology and idea where Daniel writes, those who have gone asleep, and some will awaken to everlasting, eternal life, and some will awaken to eternal and everlasting torment. Here we get. Here we have the passage that Connie so beautifully read today. Jesus arrives and Mary and Martha hit him with the same phrase, you are too late. And then Martha gives this testimony that, that says, you know, I know, I know we'll all rise in the last day. And Jesus looks at Martha and he has this moment and he says, I am the rich and in the life. And though that person died, yet shall they live they never die in me. I am the resurrection and the life. I call forth and I bring life. I bring life. I remember the story of Tony Campolo told one time of arriving in Honolulu. It was early in the morning. It was about 2 or 2.30. He was hungry, and he went to this diner, this greasy spoon, and he said, and he thought, I can be safe. I can order a donut. And so Tony sat at the counter, and he, he was eating his donut. Then all of a sudden, the door flung open in the back, and eight women came in, women of the night, women of the street. Tony sitting at the bar, they sat all around him. And they were just talking, and he said, here I am, here I am, a minister, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting uncomfortable by the second. And they, they're talking back and forth, and they're talking to each other. They're swiping at each other. They're cutting each other down. And then this lady said among the group, she said, you know, tomorrow is my birthday. I'm going to be 39 years old, and I never, ever had a birthday party. And then one of the ladies uh, shot back at her and said, well, what makes you so special? Why do you think you need a party? Do you think everybody's going to buy a cake and, and have a party and sing happy birthday? And she said, well, it's just the thought. I've never really had a birthday party. The light bulb went off in Tony's head, and they, they finished their meal, and they left. They went out back to the street. And Tony said to the, to the guy behind the counter, the cook, he said, you know what? We need to throw a party. And I tell you what, if you'll, if you'll get a cake, I'll get the decorations, and I'll see you back here at 2.30 tomorrow morning, and we're going to decorate because Agnes is going to get a party. So sure enough, they went back to the Greasy Spoon. He decorated the restaurant, and... He was sitting there at the counter and almost like clockwork at 3 o'clock came. The door flew up, was 
thrown open and here come Agnes and, and her, her ladies that were with her. And Tony and those said, it's time to sing happy birthday. And they, they sing to Agnes. And she stood up and she couldn't even hardly take it in. Her legs were wobbling and, and about to bow down. And, and she said, this is for me. And then someone said, let's, let's get her a box so she could take this cake so she could have it later. This is, this is her special day. And Agnes was looking around. She was so happy and so thankful. They left, went back to the streets. And the guy said, one of the persons uh, that had come, because word had spread everywhere that, that there was going to be a party and, and, and the restaurant was full of every, everyone who were wanted to take part. And, and one of the guys says, hey, what church are you a member of? And Tony said, he said, I really searched and searched and tried to give the right word. And he said, I am a member of a church that throws a party at three in the morning for this special lady, Agnes, a prostitute. And the guy shot back and he says, what is the name of that church? I want to go. Where is it? And he said, that church doesn't exist. And Tony said, you're right. But I'm ready to start it. Because I am all for Jesus who brings life out of death. Life from death. See, we in our, in our, in our passage this morning, Everything is switched. All throughout the Gospels and, and all throughout the narratives, Jesus is, and, and, and through other people is all, are always saying, come and see, come and see, come and see what the Lord has done. And everything is switched in this passage to where Jesus and God get to see the pain and the destruction and the despair of death. Lazarus is gone. And the shortest book, the shortest verse in the Bible, you all know that. Jesus wept. He was overcome. The, the tables had been turned. It had been switched to where now instead of coming and see, God and Jesus were able to experience death and separation. And Jesus said in, in this highly emotional, highly just a friend, someone who loved, where have they laid him? Let me see him. And I want, you to, I want you to listen, and I want you to pay attention. Jesus calls in a very loud voice. He calls over the chaos. He calls over the sea of death. He calls over the separation. He calls in a loud voice, Lazarus, Lazarus. He called back from the abyss. He called back from death. He called Lazarus, and Lazarus heard his name called. He called Lazarus, and Lazarus answered. My dear friends, the Lord calls your name.
He called your name before you were born. He called your name as you were being formed. He calls your name uh, when you were in your own life. He calls your name and he calls you back. And if he can bring Lazarus from the dead, he can bring me, he can bring you back into life. He called. He called Lazarus. He called over the abyss. And, and we read in Revelation 21, citing Isaiah 35, and it says, In that day he will call and he will bring forth, and every tear from their eyes will be wiped, and sin and destruction and separation will be no more. They will be in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. He called Lazarus back. And he calls you today. He calls your name. He calls your name to come forward. Unfortunately, almost every single day that goes by, I have the ultimate and profound honor of sitting with you. And many of you will say, can I come to your study or can we meet? Can you come over? And I hear all kinds of stories. And I'm deeply honored that you would trust and you would, you would ask. I hear stories of death and, and I, I hear stories of despair. And, and many times I see, I see out of the eye there, there's this water, this tear that starts to, to fall down. And I'm always searching for that thing to say. And many times there, is, there, there are no words to say. But many times I will pick up this phrase and I will say this. That is impossible. That is terrible. But we don't yet know how this story is going to end. And I will say that repeatedly. Because I believe that. We don't yet know. We don't know how this story is going to end. We don't know. We don't know where the Lord is. We don't know. We don't know how he's going to work, but we do know. We do know that he, that he uh, has the final answer. We do know how the story is ending with our lives, with our future. I love this touch of realism in this passage. Martha, as only Martha could say, Jesus, if you'd have been here earlier, why, why are you even thinking about going and, 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 and seeing Lazarus? Don't you dare open that stone. Do you know? He stinks. He's been there for four days, and, and they believe that the spirits would hang around at least for three days. And it's been four days. Jesus, don't do it. Don't do it. I love one, one translation says, uh, reads, he stinketh. Don't miss this. Don't miss what Jesus does. Oh, this is, this is amazing. Jesus, the God of the universe, could have easily, uh, by his power, by his, his direction, roll that stone away. Get him out. But Jesus, what he does is he enlists he enlists the help of others. He works through others. 
And the Bible is very easy. You can put it into four sections. God created, humans mess up, Jesus redeems. And the fourth, Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, uses us in the work of redemption, of reconciliation. Jesus says, roll that stone away. You get somebody to do that. And Jesus said, when Lazarus comes out, unbind him. Get all those things off of him. He invites us in to the work. He invites us in to the work that those who have gone on before, the good and lasting work, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Unbind him. Unbind him. Let him go. I remember, I don't know where, I don't know where I've read, read it, but I remember years ago reading this when, when you were born, but I was born. You cried. I know I did. I know our firstborn, she cried for 16 months, nonstop. But when you were born, you cried. And everyone else rejoiced. They were happy. Praise me the Lord for this birth. Let's turn the tables. When it comes that time, and we all will die. We all will die. When it comes that time for you, for your last breath, when you, when you are, when you are, when you are cease to be alive on this earth, you who have heard your name called, the tables are turned. Then you will be happy, and others will cry. But the focus, the focus is on you. Pleased, welcomed, loved. As you hear that call, as you look into the Lord's eyes. Today we celebrate. We celebrate that work that redemptive work of the Lord that even death cannot stop. We join those. I was talking to a pastor friend. And he said, you know, it's like we stand on the shoulders who have, who have gone before. What a foundation this group of believers known as First Black Mountain has. We cannot, we shall not rest, quit, die until we hear the call. It was Lazarus in the scripture. 
Oh, but to hear the call, to hear the call right now, come and come and work and live. And that ultimate call, come on in. Come on in. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for the gift of this day. I thank you for the gift of the saints. And I thank you for that title that anyone and everyone who has answered your call holds. Saint, follower, Help us not. Help us not to give up. Help us not to quit. But help us to leave and to love and to bless and to do. Never been more opportunities or more difficult. But Lord, you have the power. So call us. Call us that we may continue your work. You who throw parties you who welcome all. For Christ's sake, we pray for Christ's sake we live. Amen. This morning I want to invite you as we sing our last hymn. There may be decisions that need to be made. You may want to come and and pray. I pray this week and even right now that you will hear your name called and you'll say yes. God of grace and God of glory, on thy people pour thy power. Let's stand and respond to the leading of his Holy Spirit. One of the central messages of Scripture is that you are not alone. I would invite you to our worship services, our celebrations each Sunday morning, 10 a.m., First Baptist of Black Mountain. In fact, we have saved a place for you this coming Sunday. May God bless.